Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Danny Shapiro, and this is The Way We Live Now. Today is day number 37, since most of us have been staying at home, and day number three of this podcast. And I am thrilled to be joined by actor, writer, an all-round amazing human, Jamie Lee Curtis. Thank you for coming on my show today. Well, thank you for, you know, thinking of something else to do uh, besides the myriad things you already do because you are a card-carrying wife-mother human as well as your sort of day job. Yay me, enough about me. How about you, Jamie? So, you know, the idea for this show really came out of an awareness that I uh, was feeling so deeply that all we we want so much to gather just a little over a month ago, and this is so crazy for me to like just realize how recent it was because it seems like a galaxy long ago and far away. You and I were having lunch with friends on a beautiful sunny afternoon in LA. We were together. And now those kinds of gatherings feel like they're a little bit, for the moment, in a time capsule. So invite us into your home and your life metaphorically right now. Like, where, where are you like right now? Where are you sitting? What do you see? Who's with you during this period of time? So I'm in my home in Los Angeles. I've lived here 
with my husband, Christopher, for a very, very long time. I've lived in Los Angeles my entire life. Um, I've raised both my children in this house. I am sitting in a room that is my office, um, which was originally an outdoor eating patio that had no windows but was covered. And I changed it uh, almost immediately when we bought the house into an office for myself. It's very bright. I look at trees, which then, of course, brings bird life and nature to me. I live nearish the ocean. Um, I can hear the ocean. I don't see it. And so that's where I am. Um, Christopher is, I believe, watching the replay of the Masters in the other room. I just woke up from a little nap. It was so funny because a friend of mine is named Joe Pugliese. Joe is a fantastic photographer. I have loved his work. Both Christopher and I have collaborated with him on projects. And he, as a way to deal with this forced isolation, decided to start taking portraits of people in isolation. Mm. And he he just started contacting friends of his and saying, can I just literally drive by your house and put my camera like over the fence? And it was a beautiful um, series of photographs that he shot for Instagram that he just did as a creative person as a way to comment. And the reason I bring it up is that then the Hollywood Reporter saw some of them on Instagram. They asked him if they could publish it in their journal. Two mornings ago, I woke up with a text from a friend of ours saying, cool cover. And I said, what? And what, the reason I brought it all up is the, it was my husband and I on the cover of The Hollywood Reporter in this portrait that Joe took in 23 seconds between I'm here, the text when he said I'm here, to me opening the front gate, 23 seconds later he said goodbye. Mm. And now this picture was on this magazine. But the words they described were alone together. Mm. That's why I brought it up. Mm. Because what this has yielded is that my husband and I are alone together. Mm -hmm. Our schedules are off. Mm -hmm. And they're just sort of always been off. And now they're more off. Mm -hmm. So I get up at 5 a.m., 4.30, 5 a.m. every day. And Christopher goes to bed at 11.30 mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. So I go to bed at 7.30, 8 o'clock. And, you know, and so we're having this interesting time where I spend a lot of time on my own in my home, even though Christopher is in the same house. Mm-hmm. That's what's been the reality, which is very much our marriage, mm-hmm. but it has been highlighted by this um, forced isolation. I mean, I think so many things are getting underscored or deepened during this time. Then there are these deeper um, understandings that are going to be explored in our main relationships. And it was just an irony to me, if that's the correct use of the word, you went to college, you write books. 
if alone together is, it really would be a portrait of how we are. Mm -hmm. So I spend a lot of time alone. And the one aspect of this that has been the most challenging for me, that has brought me to my knees, and I literally, the minute I say it, I start to cry. It's just mm-hmm. astonishing what it's, it's touched in me. I, I, I don't do the phone very well. Mm-hmm. I hate the phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You and I have been friends for a long time. Have you ever gotten a text longer than two words from me? Mm-mm. It's usually, yep, mm-hmm. nope, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, I usually use, even though my friend Al Yankovic would hate me for it, I use K mm-hmm. for an acknowledgement. I speak an emotional haiku. I hate the phone. I hate it. I have never, ever prior to three weeks ago done FaceTime. Mm-hmm. People try to FaceTime me. I laugh in their FaceTime. Mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> put that away. Mm-hmm. My daughter, only three weeks ago, I posted a picture where my daughter taught my husband and I how to work Zoom and mm-hmm. how to be in a video conference. Mm-hmm. Now I do recovery meetings every day on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm now like Miss Techno. I'm like, yeah, no, no, go to speaker view. No, 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 unmute yourself. I mean, but that's not me. Yeah. And it has, it has demanded that I participate in a way that is unnatural for me. And that has been very challenging. I'm just not that person. Also, you know, I was thinking about you and you're a hugger. I'm a hugger. I can actually like call to mind what it feels like to get one of your hugs. It's an embrace. It's warm. It's like pillowy and enveloping. I'm tactile. Yeah. Yeah. And I am emotional and tactile. This has required other parts of me, which I don't feel are strong. I was speaking recently with my friend Sylvia Borstein, who is someone that I hope to have on this podcast. We were talking about what's happening with technology and the way that we are all seeing each other, whether it's in classrooms or it's in recovery meetings or it's other kinds of meetings. And she said, you know, we are creatures who operate with five senses and we only have access to two of them when we're talking to and seeing someone on a screen. We're only seeing and hearing. We can't smell, we can't touch, we can't taste. We only have those two dimensions. I guess one of the things I really wanted to ask you, and it's funny because I had literally written the question down, what do you find most challenging? And you went straight there, and I, I knew you would. But what do you hope we learn? I mean, do you, do you have any thoughts about what might come out of this? I'm concerned that there will be a generation of germaphobes and that this the orthodoxy, the gradations of color of how people take the possible threat of human contact being the source of illness. One moment occurred that sort of changed everything for me. And it was the day that Princess Diana had died. And it was August. And I'd heard this news. And I remember sitting, uh, the phone rang, and it was my assistant who had traveled with me. And she said, did you hear this news? And I turned on the TV, and 
I just remember the moment of, of the, the voice, the face and the voice of this young man who had to read the official news that to the assembled press corps mm. that she had passed away. Mm. I remember sitting on the edge of my bed and then I, I turned the TV off because I knew what the TV would do. I knew what was about to come. Mm-hmm. And there was a book next to my bed. Now, I'm going to cop to this on your podcast. Please, if you run into me in person, please don't ridicule me harshly for what I'm about to say. But I was so unformed that I used to leave books next to my bed so that if by chance you came over to my house, you might go, wow, look what she's reading (laughs) next to her bed. (laughs) I think there was war and peace and something else. I mean, it was heady intellectual work. (laughs) And at the top of this pile was a book about insight meditation Mm. by Joseph Goldstein Mm. and Jack Kornfield Mm. that had been given to me by a friend of mine. I opened up this book and in the first couple pages of this book, it talks about mindfulness. And it says, People who have tried to live mindfully at the time of their death ask themselves two questions. Did I learn to live wisely? Did I love well? And I remember sitting there and thinking, really? That's it? Mm. And then I thought about her. And then I thought about in both ways that she had answered affirmatively to those questions. And the reason I brought up this entire long story was because Princess Diana was the first public person to touch an AIDS patient. If you remember, she went to a clinic and she reached her hand out and she touched the leg of a man. I remember that moment because it was at the time when we didn't know and all of the fear-mongering about the AIDS epidemic was telling us what was going to make us sick. And here she was reaching her hand out. And I remember that moment as this transformative moment for the world mm-hmm. that this woman reached out and touched someone. And that, in answer to your question, mm-hmm. is what I'm concerned about is that we will somehow equate human touch with illness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that would be a tragedy. That's beautiful, Jamie. Let me ask you one final question. What are you doing or reading or thinking about these days that's bringing you any kind of solace or comfort? What brings me real solace is seeing how people like yourself top of the list, have shape-shifted, have answered the need through a different action. My friends Hans and Patty Rock and Wagner have gone from being restaurateurs to purveyors mm-hmm. who have offered all of the restaurant deliveries of vegetables and foods and foodstuffs, which were going to rot mm-hmm. because nobody was buying them. And they figured out a way to sort of Flip it and reverse it to Missy Elliott here on your podcast. My old assistant, Jennifer Arthur, it lives in a, in a community where there are a lot of nurses, and she just adopted them 
and said, I am going to adopt five nurses and their families. And she delivers foodstuffs. And this is a hardworking single mom who works her ass off in her day job. And here she's just chosen to do that. Those stories give me solace. Mm -hmm. Those stories make me go, "Mm mm-hmm. Every time my neighbor calls or even my children, my beautiful children, the way they have gotten very concerned about us because we're old and a little militant about it, which I really accept and appreciate. That gives me solace. And then lastly, I'm a doer. So here's my offering, and I'm going to take advantage of this in any written form to anybody when I'm communicating. At the end of it, I say my hand in yours, which is to say you are not alone. My hand is in your hand. If you're going to the doctor, if somebody's having a medical procedure, if I'm not there, if they're going through a hard day, I say my hand in yours. The one thing that has occurred during this is that I was sitting in my little chair and I thought, you know what? I can offer palliative comfort words from my own mind in a small way. And that morning, I started a new Instagram account. Hmm. called My Hand and Yours. And it has given me tremendous comfort. Hmm. And that has actually given me a way to communicate in the way that I am a communicator and make an offering, which is something I can do. The word offering is exactly how I've thought about this show. It feels like an offering. And I think that that's What we do now, you know, what we do is dig deep. You know, it's the chop wood, carry water, dig deep, but also like the quotidian part of life, the thing that is the same anywhere in the universe is also the beautiful thing that we're doing. That's right. Which is... Elemental. Elemental, my dear Watson. (laughs) Jamie, thank you so much for... Talk, I love talk you, Danny today. Shapiro. I love you, Jamie Curtis, and this was... I love you, Danny Shapiro. I thank you, and Michael, I, and Jacob. I thank you, and... Uh, God bless you all, and... Um, my hand in yours. My hand in yours until we meet again. Okay. Can't wait for that hug. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Way We Live Now. Have a question or want to share what your life is like today? Join The Way We Live Now's Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash The Way We Live Now pod. That's all one word. Or leave us a voice message at 909-713-8995. That's 909-713-TWWL for The Way We Live. You can also follow me on Instagram at Danny Writer. The Way We Live Now is a production of iHeartRadio it's produced by Lowell Berlanti. Our executive producer is Beth Ann Macaluso. Special thanks to Tyler Klang and Tristan McNeil. Be safe out there. For more productions from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.